What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's first full round of episodes of The Greatest Podcast on Turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. Today we are back with our Week 11 Fantasy Football Stardom Sit'em episode. Um, we're going to go through, what do we have, about 10, 20 guys total that we're starting and we're sitting in every league we have them in and in every league that we would start them in if we did have them. So don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you are new here. And um, before we get into anything, the Ryan's going to tell you guys about our sponsor. Little Italy Pizzeria, they got the best cheesesteaks, the best pizza in all of Delaware. Two locations, downtown Delaware. Be sure to come in, check it out. Let them know that the greatest podcast on Surf sent you. They will take care of you. Show proof that you're subscribed or that you listen to us, and they will hook you up with an additional discount. Yeah, so to start us off at Stardom Quarterback this week, we got a guy, my guy, Kirk Cousins. Yes, I know. Going up against the Cowboys defense, but the Cowboys defense kind of got exposed against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers this week, and it's simple as this. In Kirk Cousins' career against the against the Cowboys in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. In 10 career games, Kirk Cousins has accounted for 2,600 yards, 18 touchdowns, and 5 interceptions against the Dallas Cowboys. That's a pretty good slate. The Cowboys defense got kind of tuned up a little bit by Christian Watson and Aaron Rodgers last week, which is definitely a good sign for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, who are coming off of a hard-fought win against the Buffalo Bills, one of the best teams in football. So that's slated for them. Yes, they are at home, which is a plus as well. And Dallas is coming off the tough loss. So I think Kirk Cousins is really going to be in for another big-time game this week. I think that Justin Jefferson and the rest of the pieces of the Vikings offense have the potential to eat this weekend against the Dallas Cowboys. So if I had Kirk Cousins or if you need to stream a quarterback this week because two is on by or Tom Brady or Geno Smith is on by, Kirk Cousins might be a, the perfect streamer this week to pick up and start. At quarterback this week, I had two guys. The first one's Justin Fields against Atlanta. Uh, it's a little bit obvious at this point, um, but Justin Fields was still a waiver wire pickup like two, three weeks ago, so that's why I kind of throw him on there. Um, you're still starting him against Atlanta, kind of obviously. Um, but the other guy that I mentioned is Daniel Jones against Detroit. Daniel Jones has had a pretty like pretty decent year so far this year. Um, when he has a good game, he has a good game. And when he has a bad game, you know, it's, it's not really good, but the thing is Daniel Jones has bad games against you know, good teams, and he has good games against bad ones. So, with that being said, Detroit is not a good football team, and he should have absolutely no problem putting up decent fantasy numbers on him. I mean, he put up 18 on Houston, um, 30 on Jacksonville, you know, 20 on Chicago. He's put up pretty decent numbers this year, and I think against Detroit, we'll see kind of the same results. Yeah. Moving on to Sidham quarterback this week. Sidham quarterback this week is Derek Carr. I know this is probably kicking the dog a good bit just because Derek Carr and the Raiders suck. But it was kind of hard to find a Sidham quarterback this week. So out of all my picks this week, I decided to kick the dog a little bit on this one. But Derek Carr just isn't a good quarterback this year. It is. I, I was a firm Derek Carr guy. I was very high on Derek Carr. And I've been high on Derek Carr for what? Like as long as we've known each other. Way too long. Yeah, and now it's starting to come back and kick me in the ass a little bit. So you got to sit Derek Carr this week. He only put up 11 fantasy football points earlier in the season when the, the Broncos and Raiders played before, and the Raiders did win that game. So that should just show that Derek Carr is not a good start this week. I think that the Broncos win this game. I think that they kind of feast on him, and I think that they, especially on the defensive side, kind of give Derek Carr some work. So, I mean, I really... Don't like Derek Carr this week. There's a lot of other start streamers and guys who I would start. Those being Kirk Cousins, 
Daniel Jones, like Ryan even said, I'd rather start over Derek Carr this week. So you got to sit Derek Carr. I know it's not saying much, but just to throw it out there. At quarterback this week, I am sitting Kyler Murray. Um, This is like a luxury sit. This is if you have like Justin Fields on your squad that you would make this call. Kyler Murray is a stud, um, and he has shown that this season, putting up pretty much 20 points every single week or close to that. But I just think he has a banged up hammy against San Fran. Um, and that's usually is not a good sign, especially for a guy that relies on running the ball a pretty good bit. Yeah. Um, and against San Fran, a really tough defense. I just don't see how Kyler can have too much of an upside this week. Uh, I feel like he can get 20 if he plays, but I think that's kind of where we're going to max out. Um, San Fran plays a re- plays really good defense. So I just don't see a lot of production here from the Cardinals. Um they're not expected to win the game, obviously. They're big underdogs too. And I just think that if you if you know, if you picked up Justin Fields, you know, that's I'd definitely rather start Justin Fields over Kyler Murray. Yeah, I'm trying to see when they played San Fran earlier in the season. Oh, um, maybe I was wrong. I don't know. Um but yeah, Kyler Murray last time these two teams played, he had seven rushing attempts for one yard. So that just shows that the 49ers were able to neutralize Kyler in the run game some. So, again, I can understand why you're saying to sit Kyler. And, again, like Ryan said, it's a luxury sit only. Moving on to the running backs. My starting running backs this week were kind of – um, what's the word I'm looking for? They hmm. suck. Brian Robinson Jr. is the first. <laughs> the Texans are the worst, fo- fan- the worst football team against the run – Brian Robinson had 26 carries for just shy of 90 yards and a rushing touchdown in last night's game against the Eagles, and the Eagles have been solid against the run all year. Washington made it a point that they're kind of going to work this offense, that they're going to run the ball, and they're just not going to give a goddamn. They literally ran the ball, I want to say, very close to 50 times last night in the game. Well, two nights ago when you're seeing this. But, yeah, so I'm starting Brian Robinson this week. The Texans are not good against the run by any means, and I think – I mean, we've seen it. The announcers were saying it all last night. Brian Robinson runs so hard when he gets the ball. And it seems as though that, yes, even though Antonio Gibson is taking some of the touches in the passing game, when they want to run the ball, when they want to play smash-mouth football, Brian Robinson's the guy. And this is extremely positive game script this week against the Texans, who are a poverty franchise and will probably have the first overall pick this year in the draft. So start Brian Robinson this week. Um, uh, Running back this week, my first start is Cordell Patterson against Chicago. I know I said to start him last week and he let Shaw down. I sincerely apologize, but I do think it was because of the weather and the Falcons didn't want to play him in the rain for whatever reason. Because um, he only had, he only touched the ball six times. And yeah. you really can't expect to win when you only touch the ball six times. And Atlanta's not out of the playoff race. I mean, they're right there to win the division. So I think that they get Cordell Patterson way more involved this week against the Chicago defense that can't really stop much of anything. Um Especially on the run game. They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to running backs this season. And Cordero Patterson is a running back, and he's playing against Chicago. So, in theory. um, In theory. The math works, whereas if the weather's fine and the Falcons actually play Cordero Patterson, there is absolutely no way that he can have a good game. I don't think that the weather will play a factor. Are they in the dome? Oh, yeah. They're at home this week, so. Yeah. There you go. Unless the weather outside is so bad that they're just scared to play them inside. Ceiling's leaking. It's a fucking rain. And it's just, oh, we're not running them. <laughs> My second sit I'm running back this week. Devin Sing... Oh, fuck. Whoa. Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary, I feel like I've been drafting in fantasies every year since he's been in the league. Good and for you. he's just mid. 
But he's coming off a big game last week. He had 13 rushes, 50 yards. He got in the end zone twice. He had two targets in the passing game but couldn't really get it going. But the big thing about this is they're playing against the Browns. The Browns just let Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. both rush for over 100 yards against them or both just shy of it. The Cleveland Browns are terrible. Devin Singletary was heavily involved in the offense last week, although he did fumble. And the Bills kind of had a little bit of a rotation going. Devin Singletary knows that he's in a competition. He's been running the ball hard. He's been doing everything he can to keep that RB1 spot. And it showed the other day against the Vikings. Even though they lost, Devin Singletary is still the Buffalo Bills running back one. Therefore, he is a pretty consistent week-to-week starter. He's good for at least 10. His ceiling's probably like 25 based off the numbers he's put up this year. But he's a solid flex RB2 option this week, especially with... ETN, Jeff Wilson, Leonard Fournette, and Kenneth Walker being on bye this week. This is a very, very offensive-heavy bye week this week in terms of running backs and receivers. So if you have to start Devin Singletary this week, you'll probably be fine. Um, my next start of running back this week, and I hate it a lot, but it's David Montgomery against Atlanta. Um, so you did go with it. Yeah, I hate it, though. Um, I love it. It's kind of, It was kind of hard to find starting running backs this week, or start quality running backs this week. Uh, besides the higher echelon guys. Yeah. But David Montgomery, he should, in theory, do decent against Atlanta with uh, Khalil Herbert dealing with a hip injury. If Khalil Herbert does not play, David Montgomery should see a lot of touches. Um, granted, he's not very really good with those touches. But a lot of touches against a, a suspect defense, I feel like there's just no way that he doesn't have a somewhat decent fantasy you know, day to where he gets all the red zone touches. He... You know, gets the valuable touches. He should be able to do something decent on an offense that's likely to score over 30 points, considering that's what they've been doing the past couple weeks. So, I mean, if you if you have to start David Montgomery, yeah. do I recommend it? Probably not. But it is better than some of the other options. But I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. Next, my, moving on to Sidham running backs this week. The first guy, Dante Foreman. This is just simply based off of negative game script. We saw when the two weeks ago when the Panthers got absolutely blown out by the Bengals, Dante Foreman finished with four fantasy points. We talked about this last week, or Ryan did anyway. He went in on how when there's a positive game script, then it's going to be close. Like we saw last week against the Falcons, Dante Foreman's great because they can run the ball and get the run game going. But they're playing a Ravens team this week who's coming off the bye, and they have the travel to Baltimore, and they're already 12.5-point underdogs. So it's just not playing into Dante Foreman's favor. The Panthers are going to have to throw the ball a lot if they want to stay in this game with how good the Ravens' offense is and with how suspect the Panthers' defense is. So this is literally just a sit on just game script only. And I know, again, like I said, this is a running back heavy bye week. So if you have the stardom, you got to do what you got to do just because this is a very high-end start week for running backs. But, I mean, I don't have Foreman personally, but I'm telling you to sit him, and if I had him, I would be sitting him this week. Um, my first set of running back this week, it is DeAndre Swift going up against the Giants. The Giants are pretty stingy in terms of going up against running backs fantasy-wise, and the Lions just aren't using him. Um, until they start using him, it, it's kind of hard to start him at all. He only touched the ball seven times last week against Chicago. Uh, the week before that, he touched the ball five times. Like, it's just... The week before that, 10 times. He's not touching the ball a lot. Um, when he does touch the ball, he's a stud. And yeah. But until we see that, I just can't feel confident starting him. Um, 
If you promise me 15 to 20 touches, then I would 100% say start him. But he's only seeing, like, around 10. And that, that just isn't going to get it done, especially against a pretty stingy defense. Um, so I'm sitting DeAndre Swift until I see something different. I um, what's the, I haven't watched a lot of Lions football. What's the deal with that? Is he banged up and they're easing him back into it, or is he just are they just a committee now? They probably just don't care. It's fair enough. And I mean, they just second sit him running back of the week, Daryl Henderson Jr. of the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams play the Saints this week. The Saints kind of stifled the Pittsburgh Steelers run deep, run uh, rushing offense last week, as we saw two weeks before the Ravens kind of ran all over them. And Cooper Cup's on IR. So literally now teams are going to be able to play the Rams, load up the box, and dare Matt Stafford to throw it to Allen Robinson. So yeah, pretty much the as simple as this, Daryl Henderson's in a full-blown committee now with Kyron Williams, Malcolm Brown, and Cam Akers. He is seeing the most touches, but he's not doing much with those touches. And now with the whole entire Rams offense and Cooper Cup being on IR, there's literally nothing he's going to be able to do now with teams loading the box, especially the Saints and how good their defensive line is and how bad the Rams offensive line is. So this is a notice to sit down Henderson this week. Um, probably next, drop him. <laughs> my next running back sit this week. Oh, you can also probably drop Clyde over to Lair. We're kind of getting to that point. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Najee Harris against the Bengals. He did decent last week. He had touched the ball 20 times, had pretty close to 100 yards against the Saints defense. It's pretty respectable. Um, and he still didn't have that good of a fantasy day, which is kind of why I'm throwing him in here. If he doesn't have a good fantasy day um, with 20, 20 touches and 100 yards, I'm not sure that he ever will have a good fantasy day. And this yep. game script is a lot worse than the Saints one because in the Saints game, they won. It was a close game the whole time. They had to run the ball. Going up against the Bengals, it's probably going to be a blowout. Um I mean, it might not be, but the Bengals are a much better football team, and they're going to be able to pass. The, they're actually going to be able to throw the ball, unlike the Saints. Saints could not throw the ball at all. No. Um, and the Bengals have that ability, so yeah. it's going to hurt the Steelers pretty bad. And I think that if they get out to, if they start losing, it's going to be Jalen Warren time, and Najee Harris is somebody that you just don't, you should not feel confident starting. Yeah, moving on to our stardom wide receivers of the week. I had one stardom receiver and one tight end. My stardom receiver, Darnell Mooney, going up against the Falcons, who are statistically the worst defense against the pass in fantasy football, giving up a whopping amount of yards and points to receivers in fantasy football. Secondary, and I quote, according to Yahoo Fantasy Football Sports, the Falcons secondary is, has allowed six 100-plus yard receivers to date with five or more going for 79 or more and 15 touchdown passes. This is also a Cole Komet. Yes. Shout out. Thank you for taking my point. Is that your starting tight end, too? No, but I was oh. going to throw him in there. With my starting tight end, I'm throwing a receiver in there, too, so I was kind of just going to like play off it, but it's fine. Great minds <laughs> think alike. Great minds think alike. Sorry. I respect it. But now, Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, it's literally simple as this. We The Falcons' defense sucks. The Chicago Bears' offense has been on fire. Even though they just lost to Detroit, they're literally, they've looked unstoppable. Justin Fields' ability to make plays with his legs opens up the field so much more downfield, especially with Darno Mooney and with Cole Komet. We've really seen that. Darno Mooney, he had a slow start to the season, but as the Bears' offense has gotten better, he in the last few weeks, he's put up, since week four, he's put up 13-8, 14-8, 12-18, and 10. That's solid numbers for Darno Mooney. He's seeing about four 
to eight targets a game, which is solid. I'll take that, and especially in a game and in an offense where the Bears like to do a lot of different stuff in the passing game with the rollouts, taking the deep shots. And again, they are playing up against the Falcons defense, who is extremely suspect and the worst against the pass in football this year. You got to go ahead and start Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet this week. Um, my first start on wide receiver this week, I don't like it at all. And this is a daily fantasy thing. Probably mostly. Where are you going with this? Allen Robinson. <laughs> yeah, we went there against New Orleans. God damn. A defense that Holy got destroyed shit. by um, George Pickens pretty bad. That got beat up by Deontay Johnson kind of bad. Allen Robinson is a guy that should be the lead horse in this Rams receiving core. Him and Tyler Higby are probably the main beneficiaries of Cooper Cup getting hurt. And one of them should do something more than what they've been doing. Um, This is a PPR. This is a daily fantasy play. I do not recommend you putting him on your weekly or your your season-long fantasy league, especially if you need the win for playoffs and you're – like, well, I'd rather roll the die with the next guy, I say. Um, but Allen Robinson, throw him in on your DraftKings team. I, I, I can envision, you know, seven receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. I can see that. That's what you can see? I can see it. I'm seeing probably six receptions, 51 yards, and a tutty. That's still a good day. Yeah. Or I can envision 12 targets for three receptions and 27 yards. Oh yeah, that's actually that's that's the bad day. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the most realistic. The, the three catches on twelve targets in like thirty yards, <laughs> especially in Matt Stafford's out. It's like holy shit. Yeah. But I mean, last week when Cooper Cup got hurt, six targets, four receptions. Oh, I just want to say, if Matt Stafford is out, don't even. Like, yeah, no. yeah, that goes without say. But if, if Matt, Matt Stafford doesn't sit every single ram that you could possibly imagine to start. Yeah, even the defense. <laughs> yeah, because the defense will be so bad, or the offense will be so bad that the defense is out there every single play, which can either work good for the Rams or probably work bad. No. <laughs> Moving on. I no, talked about these guys last week, and they let me down. No, they didn't. All right, well, one of them did. <laughs> Greg Dolchich of the Denver Broncos and Cortland Sutton. Dude, still throwing out Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton had 13 last week against the Titans. Earlier in the season when they played the Raiders in Vegas, they only scored 23 points, but Cortland Sutton hauled in seven targets, five receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. That sounds like an Allen Robinson-esque day with Matt Stafford back this week, if you ask me. I'm saying start these guys because they're going up against the Raiders. We saw the Raiders get picked apart by the Broncos earlier in the season, and it sounds like Jerry Judy has an ankle injury. We don't know too much about it yet. We don't really know the severity of it yet. But it sounds like he could miss at least a week, which is only going to play in favor of Cortland Sutton and Greg Dolchich being the two primary pass catchers on this Broncos team that is going to try and go for a late playoff run if they even can because there's nobody's eliminated from playoff contention yet in theory. So they got to try. They have the schedule to do it. I mean, yeah, Raiders, Panthers, Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs. <laughs> but they have the schedule to do it. I saw a lot of green and kind of just rode with it. Like I saw a lot of green for Cortland Sutton. So Literally, I kind of Baltimore, Kansas City, Arizona, Rams, Chiefs, Kansas City twice. <laughs> These next two games for them are going to be really well. <laughs> but in terms of fantasy, I mean, Cortland Sutton has a great schedule coming up. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you cleared that up. So yeah. So I saw a lot of green and kind of just started rambling a little bit. If I'm being honest, 
But no, you can go ahead and start Greg Dolchich and Corlin Sutton this week. It's positive game script, and if history repeats itself, which it tends to do, they'll be fine. Uh, my next start on my receiver, it is Christian Watson going up against Tennessee. Tennessee is not the greatest defense in terms of yards allowed or points allowed to receivers. And Christian Watson had his breakout game last week, eight targets, four receptions, 107 yards, and three touchdowns against a Dallas defense. It isn't very good either. We've been waiting for the Packers to have somebody step up and be the alpha. Christian Watson is a guy that could do it. He has the talent to do it. He has the body, the frame to do it. And, you know, I'll take three touchdowns every week if possible. The Packers, they are looking to turn things up, and they need to do it as soon as possible if they are going to do it. So last week they started. They need to keep doing it if they want any shot of making the playoffs. And trying to save Ryan some money. Do I think that they can? Yeah. Are they? Fa- Does Vegas think so? Yeah, because yeah. they're favorites against Tennessee. So only by three though, and they're the home team. So it's like they're still favorites against a t- six and. Three, I didn't even pick anyone for that game three, yet. God Tennessee damn. Titans team. I gotta pick someone for that game. Um, I'll do it on the spot. I mean, in theory, like it. it Talk about an easy schedule. You know, Tennessee, the Eagles, who just got dogged by Washington. Absolutely gunned down by the They got officials. Chicago, who's not going to be playing anything. The Rams, who suck. Miami, who they're not going to beat, but it's fine. And then Minnesota, who they're going to dog because Minnesota's fraudulent, too. And we'll be exposed this week by my Dallas Cowboys. You want to bet? I, mean, I bet on the game. Okay. I'll put 10 on the game. We'll talk about it on the podcast, Big Daddy. I mean... I just said my piece. Um, well, now, like, well, like, once we get into the game, like, we'll put some money up. Christian Watson's a decent start this week. Sit of the week, Amari Cooper at wide receiver. Amari Cooper has been seeing a decline in targets and receptions with the emergence of Donovan Peoples-Jones and with the chemistry that he's been building with Jacoby Brissett. We really don't know what we're going to expect from his Cleveland Browns offense come two weeks when Deshaun Watson comes back. Um, David Njoku could also come back this week, which doesn't play in the favor of Amari Cooper. And they're playing up against the Buffalo Bills, who are probably going to be pissed off. It's a good thing that we did this first. Why? Because if I got a feeling one of your best bets, you're going to have to change it. What happened? Do you have an over for your best bets? Yeah. Is it the Is it the Browns? Yeah. You're going to have to change it. Why? Is Josh Allen not playing? <laughs> There's going to be two feet of snow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm okay. glad I said start Devin Singletary. <laughs> glad you're saying instead of Mari Cooper, because there's going to be two feet of snow. Okay, so um, we're going to change it. Potential. If there's two feet of snow. If there's two feet of snow, you don't start You don't start Devin Singletary from this game. Another, Unless you think he's LaShawn McCoy snow game. Yes, but instead of... I wish you didn't take fucking... Um, Get over it. David Montgomery for me. Get over it. Um, sit him running back this week. Oh, I'm not giving you guys one. Um, but yeah, well, I'm glad I said sit Amari Cooper. And if there is snow on the ground, unless you just wake up like LeBron and have a hunch that Devin Singletary is going to have the Shady McCoy game, start him. But two feet of snow, potentially, that sounds like a postponement. Like, that sounds like that game might get gunned down. Yeah, but did you see the Bills game in Sean, the, the Sean McCoy game? That, that's that's that true. It was like three foot. No. That's true. That's um, true. But yeah, I'm glad I got well, Thanks. And it wasn't three foot. Three foot's wild. <laughs> that's almost that's about as big as Jake. <laughs> Shout out Jake. Um, first set of receiver this weekend is Michael Pittman against a pissed off Philadelphia Eagles. Um, two hopefully pissed off corners. I've heard that Darius Slay and James Bradbury are the best corners in the division. 
And if they really are, which they're not, but if they are, to you silly fans, Michael Pittman shouldn't do anything. And in theory, he shouldn't do anything anyway because the Colts suck. Um, Jonathan Taylor has got off my sit list. He earned his way off of it. Yeah, he did. But Michael Pittman will not earn his way off of my sit list. And honestly, if you, I wouldn't put Jonathan Taylor on the Daily Fantasy team this week. I know Philly sucks against the run. But it's hard to do for about that game, and I just don't see the Colts going anything. And at tight end, we're sitting Kyle Pitts. Why? The Falcons just don't throw the ball enough, and they just don't throw the ball to him. So that's why I'm saying sit Kyle Pitts. And at my next receiver, I'm sitting DJ Moore against Baltimore. A um, couple reasons. One, Baker Mayfield's back, and that's not good for DJ Moore. That is the best thing that could happen for DJ Moore. Let's talk about it. He hasn't done anything with him, so it's not good for him. And they're playing against a Baltimore Ravens team that's coming off of a bye. That's a kind of a pretty good football team. So I want no parts of that situation. No, I don't. And that's going to wrap up this week's Stardom Sit'em. Be on the lookout for weather reports. It's currently Tuesday, November 15th at 3.33 p.m. Yes. So just like you guys literally just saw mid-episode, these some things could change. Act accordingly. If you are truly that, If you are truly stumped and have a question, please reach out to us. We will help you. We do this for a living. Thank you guys for watching and listening, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. See you. Peace.